Hello and welcome to Smile Diaries. I am Dr. Gita Harb. Today, I sat down and chatted with one of Bravo TV's Orange County housewives, Lydia McLaughlin. She's also the owner of Nobleman Magazine and a published author. Her latest book is called Joyful. We chatted today about her being a busy mom of three boys. What is it like raising you know, kids in Orange County, her busy schedule, balancing life and being a mom, and what is it like working with her husband? You don't want to miss this episode. This was a fun one. Hello and welcome to Smile Diaries. I'm Dr. Gita Harb. I am so honored to sit down today and chat with Lydia McLaughlin. She, you probably know her from the Bravo TV Orange County Housewives. She's also the owner of Nobleman Magazine and a published author. And the latest book is called Joyful. Yes. Hi, Lydia. Hi. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for coming down. It's going to be good. I know we've been trying to get you down for quite a while. And you've been so busy traveling. And you just got back from Vegas. I did for a photo shoot, not just like hanging out in Vegas, which yeah. is fun, but I'm, we were, yeah. I'm sure it was still fun, right? Yeah. No, we had a good time. We saw a Cirque du Soleil show. Oh, amazing. I is love that the Cirque new one? Or? Yes. Um, Mad Apple. Okay. It was good. I oh, recommend nice. it. And how long were you in Vegas for? Just one night. So we okay. flew in, we had like a fun night and then we did a photo shoot for noblemen. We're always like interviewing and doing shoots of different people. And yeah. So we did a photo shoot with um, Chef Michael Mina. Oh, nice. But the night before we got to be in his restaurant and, you know, they just oh, wine and dined amazing. us. It was beautiful. So also Strip is a good restaurant to go amazing. to. Amazing. Is that a new restaurant or it's I think been? that's been there for a while. He yeah. has like over 30 restaurants. Oh, wow. Wow. So he's a pretty distinguished chef, but he's that a really nice so man. Cool. I always like it when people are successful and still kind. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. You got to stay humble no matter what yes, life takes. Totally. You. That's, that's my motto. Yeah. So, um, so thank you for coming on. I know you just flew back yeah. from Vegas and you're probably exhausted no, and you woke I'm up and here you to are. Be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, I want to talk a little bit about, um, the Orange County housewives. Yeah. So, and, and before I get to that, actually, I want to know where did you grow up and how did you end up being in Orange County? Yeah. So I'm actually from Canada. Mm-hmm. My dad is Canadian and I'm from a small province. It's an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So it's as far oh. northeast as you can go mm-hmm. in North America. It's like where Titanic sank. Oh. So it's very different than here. I remember walking home and like the sun setting. So during the winter, the sun would set at like three. And then in the summer months, it doesn't set to like midnight. So people don't go out till like midnight because it's still daytime. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you don't speak French there, right? It's French. I mean, French Canadian, but that's more Montreal. So they taught French, like you learned it in school. um, Mm -hmm. And then I took it in college, but I don't, it's been so long now. Je parle français un peu. Oh, très bien. (laughs) Oh, you're really good. I can tell. (laughs) We can chat and practice our French. (laughs) So tell me, how did you end up in OC? So, okay, so I'm Canadian and my mom is from um, San Diego. And Mm -hmm. so they met and fell in love, even though they were from two opposite sides. And so my family on my dad's side is really into the media. And my grandfather um, invented 24-hour television, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's in the Canadian Hall of Fame and he's a media 
um, just entrepreneur. And so I grew up with, um, I think that's why now I'm involved in the media and even why I wanted to do the housewives was I understand the power of media and telling stories and being on set and in like around cameras are very familiar to me. I've always grown up that way. And, um, but Canada's very cold where I was from. And so my mom being from San Diego was kind of every year, like we need to get the kids out of here um, before they start high school because I want them to experience California also. The sunshine. Yeah, and and the the sun, exactly. (laughs) So we moved um, to California for uh, middle school and for high school. Okay. And so I grew up in San Diego for the last half of my childhood. Oh, fun. And then I was like graduated and I got a job in Orange County. So from San Diego, I was like, I love this atmosphere, but mm-hmm. I've been in San Diego. I want to mm-hmm. switch it up. So I just moved an hour north. Like oh, this fun. is the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I came a little more. San Diego's very laid back. Yes. Very like flip flops and Hawaiian yes. t-shirts. Yeah. And yeah. And I had a little culture shock when I came from the East Coast. I said, everyone oh, wear yeah. flip flops oh, here? Yes. <laughs> in San Diego. Yeah. That's why I like OC because I feel like it, it is a, it's a combo. mold of LA and San Diego kind of. Totally. Um, so I, I feel like this is home. This is where we've raised our kids. So when I moved up here, I was 22 and I met my husband like within three months of moving up here. Oh, fun. And so he went to college here and stayed here. And how did you guys meet? Um, do you know Young Life? Mm. So it's a Christian, non, like non-denominational yeah. uh, outreach. And so it's for high school kids. Okay. And so when I was in high school, that really influenced my life and changed like the trajectory of my life. I became a Christian through that. So when I moved up here, I was like, well, I want to volunteer and give back and like be a good influence on some high school girls. And so I went to the leadership meeting for that. And Doug was there with all of his friends. And oh. I was like, oh, I love him. How so that cute. That was how we met. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you guys have been together. How long have you been married? Yeah. Um, so we, we've been together 20 years. We've been married 17. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Same with you. Yeah. We're going yeah. on. We're almost... Almost would be 16 years yeah. old. Yeah. So that's great. And did you grow up a Christian or as well? Um, I be, I would say I took my faith serious in high school mm-hmm. is when I went to Young Life and things mm-hmm. like that. I'm Italian Catholic. And so I grew up like it was more of a culture, I would say. My dad um, was a hippie and he founded an ashram in India oh. and followed a holy man. So I grew up like learning about reincarnation and a bunch of different religions and um I grew up around a lot of successful people. And so I think that I just always was like, they seem unhappy, but they have everything the world tells them to go after. What are they missing? And so I just was like kind of questioning, I think, those deeper things as a kid. So I was seeking a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I found Jesus just through that kind of seeking. It's amazing that you found Jesus at such a young age too. Yeah. Usually people do that when they're older and they've gone through so much stuff. Yeah. So that's great. And how did you end up on Orange County Housewives? Okay. So, um, my husband and I, we, we kind of had, I guess, a. I would say a small business where we would do like marketing and different things. Mm -hmm. And so we partnered with a friend because we knew a lot of photographers and design. And our friend was like, hey, I want to make a magazine in Beverly Hills and call it the Beverly Hills Lifestyle Magazine. Mm -hmm. And he was very well connected with like the socialites in Beverly Hills. So he was kind of telling us, I can get all these writers and get the magazine in all these places if you guys can make the magazine. So my husband and I were like, okay, we can do that. Um, so we kind of always say that we got our masters in making a magazine, like (laughs) during that experience. But, um, 
one of the people that contributed was Lisa Vanderpump for the magazine. And it was actually before she was on Housewives also. And then one of her friends, Yolanda, had two girls who weren't discovered at the time. So Gigi Hadid did her first photo shoot. It was for our magazine. Oh, my god! And so the same production company that Mm -hmm. does Beverly Hills does OC. So they were like, oh, Lydia and Doug are an Orange County couple. They own this magazine. So they called me and were like, hey, would you like to audition or um, to be on The Real Housewives? And I laughed. I literally was like, oh, my gosh, no. So at that time, did you watch The Housewives? So it was a while ago. So I was on season eight, and Mm -hmm. then I was on season 12. So I left for four years in between. So season eight, so it had been on for eight years. I was in my early 30s. I had two kids at the time. Mm -hmm. And the girls on the show, I'm not throwing shade, they were just older than me. And so I was like, I don't know that I would get along. Who would I be with? And then I, then the season I was on, it actually had Alexis and Gretchen. So I did have girls that were more my age and stuff. Um, But yeah, I went through the whole process, basically telling the producers why I was going to be a bad housewife. I was like, (laughs) I like people to get along. I'm a peacemaker. I'm like, I don't want to fight. Yeah. And I think that every season they are this little tip. And if people are auditioning for it, they're looking for a certain kind of character. And you don't know what that is. It depends on the dynamic of the, the, the cast group. yeah so the season that they were auditioning me for um they were needing someone that was nice that wanted there was enough kind of big personalities of like causing drama mm-hmm. that they needed more of like someone that would honestly want the group to get along right. so I made sense but so I you showed up that. at the right time yeah. basically yeah so I think everything good. in life is timing yeah and um it was it was good timing but I did not like think that I was a good fit for it and I didn't know how much it would change my life. Yeah, you are very sweet on the show. Thanks. So you you were just like a breath of fresh air because you, you didn't like drama, you didn't want to fight, you weren't drinking and causing all this yeah. stuff. So I, I loved you on the show. Oh, and then you left and then you came back. Yeah. And how you came back for two seasons? Just or one, one season. And then, yeah. Um, so I left the show and I, I remember like Andy Cohen called me and mm-hmm. was and he, like, he has such a familiar voice. And yeah. he's you answer the phone and say, Andy Cohen, Lydia. And you're like, <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. Hi. He's like, you can't do this. You can't leave. Like it's such an honor. And then to be asked back and um, mm-hmm. nobody leaves and it's lightning in a bottle and you can't leave. But for me, I really felt called to do the show for like, I wanted to be a light and I wanted to show like a functioning marriage right? (laughs) and like being a good mom and like some of these characteristics. And then as I started doing the show, my, not my priorities changed, but the reason to go back was more like I'm famous. It's great money. Like Mm -hmm. all of those things, um, like I started to really like and was like, oh my gosh, I want to do it again, which was a, I felt like I didn't want to make it a career and I didn't want to, um, have it ruin my heart. And so I just was like, I need to leave. I can't, I can't do it. It's too tempting for me. And I don't know if anyone really understood that, but um, I remained good friends or not like I remained in good standing with the pro- producers. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of would check in on me after different seasons. Mm-hmm. And so I had my third son and then they checked in on me and Doug and I were, we left our original magazine, Beverly Hills lifestyle, and we wanted to do nobleman. So okay. we were like, again, with timing, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, this would be such a good launch for our magazine. So let's just do it for one season, knowing that we're trying to just promote nobleman. Right. So, so that was also very safe for me because I felt like 
I had boundaries on how, like when you, when you're on the show and you want to stay on the show, you kind of will maybe bend some of your moral compass yes, because you want to stay involved or relevant or whatever it is. But for me, it was very much just like, I know I only want to do this for this one season. I didn't tell any of the producers that or anything, but yeah. I yeah. wanted to promote Nobleman and, and it's a fun experience. So for me, it was easier just knowing I'm why you were there yeah. and kind of didn't yeah. veer off the, that's good for you. Um, and so speaking of Nobleman, mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about how that started. And I know you're doing this with your husband. Yeah. And uh, tell us a little bit of how the magazine started. Well, here's our magazine. Yes. Yay. Show us the mag. It's, it is a beautiful magazine. Thank you. This it's, was, um, it's gorgeous, thank by you. the way. This was Patrick Dempsey. And it's so fun. I love like meeting all these different people and they always inspire me. I love being around. I mean, I'm yes. sure you feel this way, like even with mm -hmm, the podcast, like mm -hmm. people that are passionate, that can inspire you and, um, kind of are at the top of their game and they've learned so much. I just feel like you can find truth from so many different people, a hundred percent, um, and inspiration. So, um, yeah, the magazine's called Nobleman. It's just style and substance. And so my husband and I really wanted to create a magazine for men and, and kind of like that 1% of men. So we definitely have a very niche market, mm -hmm. which is great for us because we know exactly who we are targeting. Um, and it's like the most beautiful magazine in the world. It is a very pretty magazine. <laughs> it really is. It's I mean, on like the best paper and job. the best design and all this kind it of is. stuff. So, and yeah. so who, um, like when you try to get people to be on your cover, who yeah. do you mainly reach out for? So is actually it, it's really funny because I have three boys. And so mm -hmm. now they're at the age where um, we look, at, I ask them like, make me a list of who you want to be on it. But the word nobleman and it's above their head. So like we have been approached by, different celebrities like management and we have to say no because if there's a scandal or they're not necessarily a role model we don't want to celebrate them totally. and so I mean I'm always anyone can complain anyone can like get the scoop or be bad but I try to really go high and, and be positive and mm -hmm. so even if we're going to go to a restaurant and we the review is going to be bad we'll tell them hey we're not going to run this we should come back again when it's something you're more proud of right we want to tell people where to go not where not to go 100%. right so we always want to celebrate people and so um that's really the heart behind the magazine is like if there's a woman in there it's not going to be because she's like scandalous article mm -hmm. it's going to be like look at this woman that's killing it and like how inspirational someone she inspirational, is yes. someone to look up yeah, to exactly and someone that leads yeah by so example, there's articles so. in here about like how to be a good dad or fighting for your marriage and kind of a different thing than we would get on normal mainstream right like yeah so it's culture. not people's magazine <laughs> <laughs> no it's not, it's not the gossipy magazine. magazine no not at all <laughs> no it is, it is timeless information yeah and yeah. it's very classy and I feel like nowadays you don't find magazines like that yes. to be honest because well the every, print industry is leaving it, yeah and yeah. then everyone just wants gossip and dirt and all sorts of things mm -hmm. and it's just it's nice to see someone Thanks. that's still holding on to these yeah that's our goal is yeah. people would be proud to have this displayed in their office or whatever yeah. so and so tell me a little bit about working I know that you're doing this with your your husband. Yeah. So what is it like working with your hubby? I know. Well, you do you work with your husband? I do. Yes. I do. Yeah. I work with my husband and we make it fun. Yeah. But he's got, you know, he's an orthodontist, so he does his specialty. Okay. I do cosmetic. So we kind of don't really get in our way. Okay. Um, and he gets a two hour lunch. I get no lunch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we don't see each other. Okay. I like it. But um, no, everyone asks me all the time. And yeah. But how is it working? For with Doug and I, it works really well. When we were dating, 
dating, we always had, like, I was doing video editing things and he was a designer. Mm -hmm. And so we just always like, oh, let's rent a space together. So it's kind of what our relationship's always been like. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, we work really well together and I feel like we're both very driven and I can't imagine, like, we just went to Vegas and the whole time in Vegas, we're both working, but we're also still enjoying it. It's just fun when you share, like, your passions with somebody. And Mm -hmm. so I understand like when he puts the kids to bed with, and then I come in and he's like on the computer, I, I know what he's doing and I like it. You know what I mean? It's very fun for us. I think, um, working together just is really natural. Yeah. And you're both driven and you're both have the same mentality and mindset and it's nice. I would say sometimes it's not, I mean, there's only been a couple of times, I guess, where it's been like, we're fighting for work or not fighting, mm-hmm. but something's happening and there's a stress. And then we're literally like on the way to a restaurant to like do a double date with friends. And then it's <laughs> like, okay, well that really annoys me. You did that, but like, let's go in and like have date night with our friends now. And I promise I won't talk about it. So, um, but just like in our marriage, I think we're both very opposite and we balance each other out the Mm -hmm. same transfers over with work and so we work really well together we know each other so I just can't imagine it any other way but it's definitely um fun that's good yeah and that that reminded me too um when we were working and sometimes we leave the office and go out on date night and it's the same thing we're in the car and we're going somewhere I'm like oh my god this assistant or this patient and then I have to have to remember this is not the time you have to sort of put time for work and to talk about other things and so a lot of times when we're going on date night I'll sit in the car and I'm like don't say anything anything. keep it till tomorrow (laughs) morning at 9 (laughs) a.m well I read a book about that not just even if you don't work with your husband but also like on the way that's not the time you do like the housework stuff where you like manage the calendar and talk about babysitter like right it's 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 hard yeah exactly it's hard to try I think as women um like men are really good at compartmentalizing Mm -hmm. things and for us like it bleeds over Doug always Mm -hmm. says we're not having a pillow meeting because I'll come in and it's like we're in bed and he's like getting cozy and wants to watch a show and then I'm like going through my list of to-dos or like emails or deals and stuff and he's always like it's not a pillow meeting because he just like wants to like be mellow chill out yeah yeah I don't have like that off switch especially at night that's like when I process yeah yeah that's just how I am too yeah well that's great so you're also a mom of three boys so you are so so busy um tell us a little bit of how is it like juggling you know work the magazine I'm sure you have you know a lot of filming and things like that and having and you're such a hands-on mom because I see you and I follow you on Instagram and um you're just you know inspirational so tell me a little bit about how you manage and balance all that Um, well, I think I had a really good role model. My mom was just a great mom and I think I have a lot of respect for her and like just view her so highly with the way that she raised us. So, cause some of my friends have asked me like, do you feel guilty or do you feel like you're being a bad mom or whatever it is? But for me, it's just like, I, and I always tell the boys this too, but it's like, I love them and I'm trying my best. So I'm Mm -hmm. always like, I, I love, I'm, this is as much, like, this is as good as I can do. So like, this is all I have and I'm giving it to you. So I hope it's good. You know, it's kind of like inviting them into almost that like train of thought of like, I know that I was late or like right now I just got a text. It was like, I thought his science award was tomorrow and it's today and I'm not there. So it's like, sometimes you fail and you are too busy and you put things in wrong. But like, for the most part, it's just like, this is the best. I love you. And like, you're my priority. And this is all I have to give you. So I feel like the mom guilt thing, 
not makes me mad, but it's just like, we shouldn't have mom guilt. And I feel like everyone's just like, oh, it's mom guilt. That's normal. But I want to be like free. I want to free women from that. And just like you, of course, I just was gone last night away from my kiddos. And of course, part of me is like, oh, I hate Mm -hmm. that I missed bedtime. And like, I didn't see him for a whole day. But like, there's also a balance and that's good that they can be more independent. They had to make their lunches and step out up for each other. So I think that um, all of it is, it's just about balance and having a good intention and knowing your priorities and just like anything in life, balancing it. And it's that whole stigma I feel of just, I don't think dads get that guilt. Dads don't get that because, you know, they they feel like they have to be working and it's fine. But we do. I mean, we're working moms and Mm -hmm. we're constantly running around. And and I used to have that guilt forever. I Mm -hmm. mean, for years and years, it's honestly been, I want to say, probably the last year and a half to two that I've started shedding that guilt a little bit because now the kids are older. Yeah. Um, but before it's hard and you feel guilty when you leave them and you're doing your own thing. And yeah, stuff, it so. is. It's a catch 22. Cause it's like, be driven, wanna, do everything, be home. And then when you're home, yeah. you're like, oh. it's just yeah. like, it's, um, yeah, you have to it, figure out tough. kind of, I think it's hard comparisons, the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And so if you're comparing kind of how you mother yeah. or what you're doing with others, it's just going to always rob you of joy. So kind of like knowing that I'm a good mom and this is what works for us. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're, I, I really believe that love covers a multitude of sins. So it's like, I'm messing up, but I love you. Like <laughs> I love you I'm so failing, much. but like, I really love you. Like, forgive me. And I feel like that with my mom, like there were yes. ways that where she was short, but like, I, she loved me. I'm like overly mm-hmm. confident because she just was always clapping for me and pouring yeah, into me. Yeah. And so if I think at the end of the day, if the boys are like, she, she missed my science award, but like mm-hmm. she went out of the way here and loved me, like all these other things that they forgive you. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so it is, it's a balance, but I just find it so interesting. Like the different, um, like I grew up very traditional. Mm-hmm. So it was like my dad worked, my mom stayed at home and then there's become this shift obviously. Cause Doug, like he picks up the kids, he helps make breakfast. Like he's very involved. Um, so much more, not more than my dad, but like the expectation on men is so different now. Mm-hmm. And there was like a meme going around of like, can you imagine your father like doing some of the things yeah, you expect your there's husband no to do? Way. <laughs> and so it is like, even though we're called like now to yeah. balance as moms, like being moms and also working, I think also like men are also now having to merge Stepping those. up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So everyone's like struggling, guys. Everyone's struggling. <laughs> That's true. And it's the same with us too. I mean, I grew up and we're eight children. So oh, wow. my mom was stay home mom and my dad worked. Uh-huh. And very, very traditional, very strict household, very traditional. Um, but I always, as a child, I grew up wanting to work. Yeah. I grew up wanting to be independent. Huh. And and although I'm a great mom, I mean, I've, I've, a lot of the things that I have learned as a mom were from my mom, like, you know, just cooking every day for the kids and being there for them. And even like doing house, you know, work and all of that and, and affection and everything. I've learned all of that from her, but I've always wanted to be independent and strong and work. And so balancing the two is hard, but you know, I do the same thing. I have my husband drop off in the morning because yeah. I'm like, I, I have to work out and I have to get to work too. So he does. And sometimes at beginning of our marriage, 
he would not make breakfast and he just constantly relied on me. And so it was the last two years I was like, you know what? No, you, you need to go down and make breakfast yeah. like twice a week. So, and now he does. And now things are much better. But before huh. it was tough when you're doing everything yeah. and you're working uh-huh. and it's a struggle. Yeah. So. But well, that's great. You have it under control. Yes. So that's awesome. And how old are your boys? So one is in, well, they're all graduating for entering summer, but I have, so eight years, uh-huh. 12 years, 14. And we found out that yeah. you're... Oldest son, oldest son yeah. is going to be in high school with my daughter yeah, next same, year. Same grade. They're both entering same grade, freshmen. Same school. So I'm yeah, excited. It'll be fun. Yeah, we'll it's see going to all be fun. Stuff. And if you ever need me to pick up or anything, oh, same, same. call me. Same, same. <laughs> yes, me too. You never know. It might be me or Doug. We don't you know You might who be doing a podcast and you forget. <laughs> and you're like, hey, Gita, can yeah. you pick up my son? So Deal. I'll do it. I Thank promise. You. So, um, so tell us a little bit about... Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about living in um, OC. Tell yeah. us your lifestyle in OC. I know you guys travel a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, how, do, what, how do you like living in OC and what's that like? Yeah, um, I love OC. I love the lifestyle here. We just actually got our dream house like the last year. Mm-hmm. And it's gorgeous, Thank you. by the way. You're it's so sweet. Thank yes. you. So that was fun. We did like a whole remodel and yeah. um, it was a crazy year for us. But it just, I, I love like the sunshine. I love like the whole lifestyle here. Mm -hmm. And so it's very different, obviously, than Canada or even the way that I was raised. And so I know we were talking earlier before the podcast about like this idea of I just read even this book of raising grateful kids in an entitled world. Mm -hmm. It's the name of the book. And it's really, really good. But the boys are so funny because they like read the first chapter and it says like, make your kids give away toys and like do all this different stuff and they're like no what book are you reading what are you gonna have us <laughs> don't do finish now? it <laughs> yeah but I think it is a challenge obviously of like having grateful children especially in the world that we live in and like not having to I don't know be worried or apologize for your success and like want to celebrate um, the blessings that you have, but then also like, how do you keep your kids grounded mm-hmm. and realistic in this world? And then especially when they're also so entrenched in it, just at school and all around the kids, like mm-hmm. just hearing things that kiddos say. It's so like, how do you do that? So what, what kind of a mom are you with your kids? Are you strict on them? And how do you keep them grounded? I mean, if I totally knew the answer, it's <laughs> my next book. No, um, I mean, I just try, we try to be like really involved with our church and like involved with kind of getting them outside of the OC bubble mm-hmm. and even traveling, I think is really very good. good for them. But then a lot of the ways that we travel also, it's not like we're, you know, going to orphanages or anything on right. a family vacation that definitely has to be like a church trip that we have planned. So it's hard. It's a total struggle and a conversation Doug and I are always having having and like the boys so my kids go to a private school and they have uniforms so the only thing really they can like express themselves with is their shoes Mm -hmm. so they really want like they're always wanting another pair of like nikes or Mm -hmm. shoes or whatever it is but um my husband grew up his dad it was one of five his mom his mom stayed at home his dad was a teacher so they like he grew up so opposite of the way kind of where his boys are growing up Mm -hmm. but I rely a lot on Doug I would say to kind of what were some of the rules and there's like scientific evidence about giving your kiddos like chores at home and then they have to earn money so if they want those shoes like I'm not just going to go out there and buy Mm -hmm. it and 
So it is really hard. But then I have my parents live like right across the street, basically. And Roman, my youngest son, is in a habit of just going on my mom's Amazon and buying himself stuff. Oh, no. So every time we go to his house, her house, she has like a box and like, Roman, you ordered a jersey. And I'm like, mom, you can't be doing this. I'm like trying to teach them over here, like chores and earning and like, no, 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 no. And then he just walks into my mom's house. like Amazon.com. Yeah. But you're like, I love it, Nana. Like you're the best grandma. Thank you for being so sweet. Like they're, I don't know. I remember when my kids. That's what grandmas are for. Exactly. But they're, but like once a month, not like, I don't know. So I I honestly, I'm struggling with this. I don't know the answer. It's like a balance. And um, my kids have said like some obnoxious things in the, mm-hmm. of like, please say we're not fun. You know, yeah. like I want to be flying first class or private. And you're just like, oh, you're yeah. 12 years old. Yeah. Like, that's how is, my kids are. This yeah. is really, Im- I'm embarrassed for yeah. me now. You've brought it on to me. The shame. <laughs> yeah. I think we're, we're both on the same boat with that one. So then we're like, are they old enough? Can when they fly economy? So I yeah. don't know. I don't have an answer for that. It's just all around us. And like I said, it you is. can't like apologize or feel guilty. Right. Because also that's what you, why you work so hard, right? To, to have that lifestyle. And so if you're not going to give that to your kids as well, it's, it is a balance. I mean, I kind of have to teach them that not everybody lives like that, but at the same time, you need to earn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is hard. And like my son right now has been begging for an e-bike and I'm not buying it, not because I can't afford it, but it's because of, you know, more because he's just a clumsy yeah. boy well, sometimes like and other, safety. Yeah, and I yeah. don't want him to get hit by, you know, some guy yeah, that's not paying attention. Yeah. Um, and so he's every day he's like, well, it's just this much money. Why aren't you buying it? I'm mm-hmm. like, but Cooper, it's not because of that. It's and So it's it's hard. And he's like, well, I'll, I'll you know, it's it's easy. Why don't you just get it from me? And I'm like, it's safety. It's not yeah. what he has to do. Well, or if, the, the phone also. The like, phone. Sterling doesn't have a phone. He's going oh. into high school. Okay, I got my kids' phones <laughs> at age 10. Okay. But yeah, and probably I should have waited, but that's because my daughter dances and she's at the dance studio for five hours and he yeah. needs to check on her. Yeah. So, so my boy, they, he has a watch. Like, yeah. So he just, he texts me yeah. from his watch. Yeah. But um, So that's a really big deal in OC. That yeah, he's, he's 14 the, he's and he's the only phone. one. Um, mm-hmm. There's one other kid in his grade that yeah. doesn't have one. So Good for, for eighth grade, they had to go away to D.C. Yeah. for the week. Uh-huh. And it was just like the rules for the phone. And then he could call you from a phone, but he didn't have a phone. So we were oh. like, oh, no. They acted like everyone had one. And that was the yeah. kind of um, reality check for us of like, oh, he like really is left behind on this. Oh, no. And so, um, yeah, but we always thought we'd get him one for high school. So he's going to be getting a phone. Um, he won't be Pretty the soon. issue. My my second kid is more like in group chats with girls and like oh, no. more like social. So <laughs> yeah. Sterling, my oldest, is like the purest little sweetheart. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Um, well, I want to talk about your new book that you just yeah. um, published. You came to my party. I, yeah, I did come to your party and it was yeah. amazing. It was a very Thanks. sweet party. And Thanks. thank you for having of me. Of course. Um, so tell us a little bit about what made you write this book. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about your book. Yeah. So I um, I wrote a book when I first did The Real Housewives season eight. And then, um, and then just so that was a long time ago. And then I just decided recently I started doing Bible studies on my Instagram because I really am passionate about the word of God. I just believe that God's word is powerful, that there's so much junk in our culture right now that now's the time to be like more bold than ever about like your faith and being a light. And the more darkness there is, the more like light we need to shine. So I'm just really passionate about God's word. And I feel like women, um, 
that's who I know that I like follow me on Instagram and stuff like that. They don't understand how to read the Bible. I think they're very intimidated of it and they don't think that it can apply to their life. And if they do go to church, it's like, I'll go to church on Sunday, but it doesn't have anything to do with like my struggles today. Mm -hmm. And that's a lie. And so I just started doing my Instagram and then so many people like strangers across America and other parts of the world were like, oh my gosh, I love, like, would you recommend a Bible study? And so I just decided, I felt like God was really pursuing me to write a Bible study. So I wrote a six-week Bible study mm -hmm. called Freedom Through Faith. And this is this book. Yeah, and that's that. Okay. So it's just about, like, stepping into freedom in your life because of your faith. Mm -hmm. And so... I think people are like, I believe in Jesus, I'm going to heaven, but I believe that heaven lives inside of us here on earth. And like, what does that mean in your day-to-day -day life? So right. I, this is a beautiful book. Thank you, Gita. Yeah. I love it. Thanks. The picture is so Very amazing. girly. Yay. I love it. So that's the six-week Bible study. But um, for a lot of women that that's intimidating mm -hmm. to like, oh, I'm going to spend 20 minutes like reading verses and different things that maybe mm -hmm. they'll never read that. Mm -hmm. So my publisher was like, women love devotionals. So I decided to write a book about being joyful. And that's the devotional mm -hmm. for the launch party that you came to. And it's just this smaller book and you can keep it in your purse. My like dream for it is instead of in the morning, you reach for your phone and you see all your emails, you mm -hmm. go on Instagram, you just reach for the book. And it's just a bi one Bible verse like is about today, I think was about like being anxious and like, don't be anxious. And so what's the verse on that? And then like a little bit of encouragement and a prayer. It takes like I don't know, 60 it's seconds. Very sweet. And it just kind of starts your mindset for the mm -hmm. day, like focused on gratitude mm -hmm. or focused on joy. And um, it's like so many women have just reached out to me or even like in the street and I'll see them. And the, even in Vegas, someone came up <laughs> at the pool and was like, can I get a picture? Oh my gosh. I'm like, did your, yeah, I did your devotional this morning. And you're like, no way. So it's just, That's it's been amazing. really cool. And I wish everyone would get it. I think it um, is just trying to spread a little bit of light yeah. and love. Well, I have a copy and I, and I know about a week ago, I had a crazy week. Mm -hmm. I, I was shooting the podcast and working. You're asking me if I'm still doing dentistry. I do. I work four days a week and I had a really rough week just running around. And finally, Sunday night, I sat down. I had like maybe about like five to 10 minutes yeah. and I just grabbed it because it's sitting next to my nightstand, Aww. on my nightstand next to my bed. And I grabbed it and I started reading and I automatically just relaxed. Aww. It was just, it's even if you, um, you know, it, it's just, it just kind of put me at ease and made me feel like comfortable and kind of takes you away from the phones and yeah. the computers and the TV. So it was really nice to mm -hmm. read, but I promise I will finish it. No, yeah, no, it's just for a day. It's not, it can it's not take a, a year. book that you want to, it's no. not a book that you're going to Yeah, it's just it. for a day. Every just day a verse. you read yeah. a little bit. Yeah, hundred so, percent. So it is next to my nightstand and I'm going Thank to be reading you. a little bit every Yay. day, but it's very inspiring and yeah. it's positive and it's powerful. Yeah, I just, I think we're all so distracted. And yes. even like waiting in line, I like sometimes will on purpose leave my phone in the car because mm -hmm. I'm like, I just want to be like, look around, look at mm -hmm. somebody like me, like we used to do all these things that now we just, it's been taken Nobody away from does. us. Yeah. And even at a red light, you're like on your phone and you don't ever have a moment to just like be outside and see yeah. the sun. Well, we weren't, we're not seeing the sun and OC. We're not seeing the sun. <laughs> which, which one? We're going outside it's and June trying bloom. to yeah. see this. Well, it's been like six months or five months of... It's going to come out maybe for 4th of July. I think we need to say a prayer before you I leave for the I know. sun to come out. power. It's happening. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen, guys. Um, so tell me a little bit, um, again, speaking of 
talking about being a mom and yeah. busy. Um, I know you're a fitness fanatic yeah. and you work out a lot and you have yes. such an amazing body I and your abs you. are, ooh. I love seeing your workouts. Thank you. So do you do a lot of those at home or what do I you do? I do. Okay. So we actually, um, right before COVID hit, about six months before COVID hit, we built a gym in our house. Oh, cool. And it's off of my master bedroom, which I have no excuses because I don't yeah. even have to run downstairs. I literally <laughs> get up and it's staring you're at me. You're looking at it. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Um, and so when COVID hit and I wasn't working, and I don't like sitting around and doing nothing. Yeah. I was like, what am I going to do with myself? So I got into gourmet cooking and I got into working out. It's like a good balance. A crazy yeah. person. So I started doing two hours of workouts every day because oh, wow. I was home and we had to close the office for about three months. Yeah. Um, and so got, I got into fitness and I always, I always was working out, but not uh-huh. like this. And so have you seen like a change? Huge change. Okay. Um, I incorporated more weights, you know, mm-hmm. and my workouts, I cut down my cardio a lot. Yeah. I was a, a runner, like a junkie yeah, and cardio. Yeah, I think that's such a lie. Like all these, all, a lot of girls like are like, yeah. I want to lose weight. And so I'm going to run no. on the treadmill forever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And like, I used to do that because yeah. I, I, I like the, the high of it uh-huh. and I'm, I'm, kind of a little bit of a type A. So I need to get rid of that intensity and anxiety and stuff. Um, So I used to run for probably an hour and a half to two hours a day. I would just get on the treadmill. I would just, I was Forrest Gump pretty much. Um, But I never like felt definition Mm -hmm. in my body until I got into, you know, lifting weights. So I cut down my cardio to 30 minutes a day. And then I lift weights for about 45 minutes. And within, I want to say three weeks, I just started to see a difference. And it was amazing. And I just stuck with it. So I do seven days a week, even on Sundays, I get up at 5 a.m. So do you like have a program you go through or do you watch videos? So I do Peloton. I have the bike and I have the tread. And so I alternate, you know, I'll run one day and then I'll do the bike the other day and I keep it to 30 minutes and those, they have classes. Um, Although I don't listen to what they're saying. I mute them and I put my own music to get into my own head. It's sort of therapy for me. Yes. Um, and then after that I'll do just workouts on my own and things like that. So I'll just do weights and yeah. And I love it. It's great. It just keeps me sane. Yeah. It really does. So yeah. And you're, you've got like some crazy abs and beautiful body. (laughs) So tell us about your workouts. Yeah. Well, I've always, I have two older brothers and I think, um, my, one of my older brothers, we always, he was a model. And so he was always really fit. Uh And so I just learned a lot from him and that was kind of like our way of bonding, I guess, or what we would do together. So in college, I'd always work out with my brother Mm -hmm. and it just was a way of life. And so I think, so you've always been, yeah, I've always kind of, yes. And Mm -hmm. so I just have always been really active and um, kind of the same size and always just maintain that. But for me, it's the same thing. It's just like who I am. And it's like not, oh, I want to get into these size pants and then I'm going to, I think when people are like, think that they have to diet or whatever it is and then mm-hmm. and then they're going to reach a goal and then they can go back to sitting and doing nothing right that's just not reality like you yeah. have to continually you know be active and yeah. it's good for you and so to find things that y- you feel empowered by and strong by yeah but I'm the same way I think I'm a little psycho and I love to like <laughs> get in my head and like it's therapy to get yeah. it out and I love like pushing my body to be like pain. <laughs> yeah. I, I swear yeah. I, I'm the same. But I think way. that those are people that have like been through things that like, oh, 100%. that like need to remember how strong they are. Cause yeah. for me, I'm like, yeah, I can do anything. Oh, totally. Yeah. So this is why another reason why I mute them. Cause I, I do want to be in, in yes. my own head and kind of, I, I feel like the strength. Get it out. Yeah. I yeah. do feel like, you know, the strength as I'm working out mm-hmm. and it's really through music and yeah. through me pushing my body. Yeah. 
And I, it's almost like sitting down and just had a, like an hour of therapy. 100%. And that's just how I feel when I'm done. Me too. Yeah. It just feels so, so good. Yes. So we got to work out together. Deal. One I, I like classes though. Because you said you worked out at home. But I do a I lot do. of classes. And I kind of like to bounce around. Well, that's yeah, great. so we should do one together. I would love that. Cool. So what is next on your books, Lydia? What, what are you up to next? Wow. So now you have, you know, books published. Yeah. Um, you've got yes. your magazine. Yeah. What do you have another project coming up? I mean, the magazine soon? is always, um, right. it's always, always kind of that. evolving and like takes work and keep it going. But um, Doug and I are getting even more like, I guess we're known for our events for mm-hmm. noblemen, like our cover parties and different things that we'll have. And so we're doing a food and wine festival um, in July and we want to kind of have a couple yearly very much like Newport Beach the party of the year and so we're getting more into that space and when is that July 15th okay yeah you're coming I want to come yeah I would love that yes Yes. it's in Newport I will be here that was why we're gonna have chef Michael Mina come and cook for everybody I want to be like the great Gatsby of Orange County I love that I can see you being (laughs) thanks I want to be like magical (laughs) and have people together for fun you are already magical be joyful that's the goal oh my god I can't wait yeah I'm there for sure I'll I'll save the date yeah um and I want to talk a little bit about fashion I you're yeah. so cute with your outfits. Oh so my gosh. Tell I, us a little you. bit. Where do you shop? In oh, OC? geez. Um, my mom and I love to shop together. That's like our thing uh-huh. that we do to hang out. And then her love language is gift giving. So it's like oh. a good match because she'll just take me shopping. And okay. Then I'm like, sometimes I call her sugar mama and then people Can think, I come with you guys? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm come just going to myself. <laughs> but I'm always calling her my sugar mama and then people give us weird looks. And then I realize, like, oh, they think that like she's not my mom. They think that like we're together. I so like now that. I have to say, like, this is my <laughs> like, mom. Mom. And she's buying me everything. <laughs> well, I love yeah. your mom. She's so sweet. And hopefully yeah. I'll get to meet her one. Yes. Of oh, she'll be at the party on the 15th. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited. And I'm I'm so excited that our kids are going to be in the same school yes. too. So I'll get to Best see you buds. more. Yes. Um, and you live down the street from me too. I know. So we're meant have to, to be friends. Yeah. We'll have to visit more often. Um, and I want to close this amazing episode with just give us a piece of advice for all our our listeners. Oh, wow. My piece of advice is just to believe in yourself Mm -hmm. and to like trust inside, like the Holy Spirit inside of you. I just believe that we know what we were created to do. And so if we take bold steps, then our life will be full of boldness too. I love that. Oh my God. You're beautiful on the inside and the outside. Um, and where can everyone find your book? Okay. Yeah. So freedom through faith is on Amazon and then my devotional joyfuls in Target, Amazon, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, wherever books are sold. Nobleman is on our website or also at Barnes and Noble. Great. And what is the website for your nobleman? Is nobleman magazine.com. Yes. Right. Okay. Thank you. All right, guys. So Yay. this has been such a pleasure having you. you. I know you're so busy and thank you so much for being here. Yeah, of course. Mwah. Thanks for having you. me. Love you. Thank you. I need a real boss. Somebody home care with the bill cost.